Sneaking a dog a little snack every once in a while from your plate might not seem like a bad idea, but do we know what foods are good and foods are not good for our dogs? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on this week's episode, so let's get into it next. Let's get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, I am Jake from On Dog Training Academy, and you are listening to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. This week's episode, I wanted to touch on talking about some foods that your dog should and should not be eating. And this goes beyond dog treats, dog food, things like that. We're talking more of what we would consider human food because as we get into the new year and we just rolled into 2024, so happy new year, of course, but as we roll into the new year, people are starting to say, hey, I want to make diet changes. I want to eat healthier. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, we need to make sure that as you are changing your diet and you are bringing in foods into your house That they're going to be something that if you do decide to give your dog, are going to be okay for them. Because the last thing we want is for our dogs to get sick. So I'm going to be going through a list of some foods that they can't have. And then end it with some foods that they can have. Because I think there are a lot of human foods that dogs should be eating that could actually really be beneficial to them. So let's go ahead and dive into the foods that they shouldn't be having. Starting with, in my opinion, a really obvious one, which is alcohol. As funny as some people may think it is to give their dog a little bit of alcohol here and there, we need to be extra, extra careful about this one. Uh, Because just like with people, dogs can get sick from having too much alcohol. They can can have vomiting, uh, breathing problems. They can go into a coma. And, of course, just like with people, if you drink too much, it can be fatal. And... I know people are like, well, I don't give my dog that much. But remember, their tolerance, just based off of their weight alone, their tolerance is going to be significantly less than ours. So even a small amount of alcohol can lead to heart arrhythmias, dangerously low blood pressure, or worse. So try to stick uh, uh, to giving your dogs water and uh, not so much of the alcohol. The next one is one that I think might surprise some people. Um... Or at least get them thinking about how they give their dogs these specific foods. And I'm talking about apples, apricots, cherry and plum, seeds, and pits. So, not talking about the flesh itself or the meat itself. I'm talking about the seeds and pits. So, some people like to cut their apples. And if there's an apple that's got some seed in it, whatever, they just chuck it to their dog because they don't care. Be aware of the seeds, especially with apples. Because I personally give my dog apples Fairly often, when I'm eating an apple, typically he's going to get a piece of it. Um, Apple seeds contain uh, cyanide, of all things. And while they likely are fine eating them in small amounts, it's just best to avoid the seeds um, altogether. You know, because it can just be, it can lead to vomiting, um, irregular or fast heartbeat seizures, coma, and of course death. Um, And this is due to the inability of red blood cells to properly carry oxygen to cells. So it's a little nerdy there, but it definitely is something to be careful about. Let's not be giving our dogs plum seeds, cherry seeds, apricot seeds, or pits, uh, and apple seeds. So 
uh, just be aware of that. Another one that's sort of surprising because there's literally dog food that is made of this is avocado, especially the pits themselves. Not only are they massive, I don't know how a dog would eat it, maybe chew it, but they could potentially choke on it. Um, but avocado itself has some uh, a substance in it called persine, and I'm, I wrote these things down, so if I'm pronouncing them wrong, I apologize. Uh, and it can affect the dog or it can act as a poison causing vomiting and diarrhea. So is it going to necessarily be fatal? No, unless it's choking on the pit. But it's going to make possibly make your dog sick. And giving them the raw form of avocado may just be something you don't want to do for the safety of your dog. Um, another one is is broccoli, which again I think is surprising because people a lot of times think, well, if if it's good for me, it's probably going to be good for my dog. Well, through this list, you're going to see this just doesn't. It's just not the case. We need to be really careful with what we're giving them. Um, Broccoli contains things um, that can be harmful for pets in very large doses. So again, eating small amounts probably not going to be harmful. But if you have a small dog, a small amount could be a lot for that dog's body weight. So it's better to just avoid them um, altogether. But broccoli stalks uh, can also sometimes get caught in the dog's throat, causing obstructions. Uh, but there are some some uh, chemicals and things in broccoli that just are not good for dogs. Uh, similar to like. Uh, rhubarb. Um, I think dogs can have. It's not on my list, but I think dogs can eat rhubarb. But the straininess, so very similar to like celery, that straininess can be obstructive when it breaks down. And also, the leaves on rhubarb uh, can be toxic to the dogs in large amounts. Another one that again I think probably doesn't come across as a big surprise is uh, caffeine and coffee. So coffee or coffee grounds. Now, growing up, we had a dog that used to get into the garbage all the time. Even if we put a lid on and tried to hide it, dog always seemed to get into the garbage and always seemed to chew up the coffee filters and things like that. Now, this was a basset hound. And so, I don't know, a basset hound with a little extra energy probably wasn't good for the dog, of course. But I remember growing up and and, and dogs having to eat this, and it it isn't good for them. Caffeine contains... um, Oh, I can't even pronounce it. Methylixithines? Sure. Um, This can cause potential fatal diarrhea. Sounds terrible. Fatal diarrhea, vomiting, seizures, and irregular heartbeats. In fact, your dog's heart may race if it accidentally even ingests a little bit of coffee grounds or consumes any drink that has any sort of caffeine in it. Um, This can lead to seizures, tremors, arrhythmias, difficult breathing, and other symptoms. So, like, when you're... When you're drinking your Monster or your Rockstar or something like that, make sure it's out of reach from your dog. And, you know, personally, like as a dog, I think, this is just my opinion, as a dog gets older, just like with humans, as a dog gets older, maybe they can tolerate getting into it every once in a while. But think about a puppy who knocks over your, your Monster and drinks the contents that were in it and what that could be doing to that puppy obviously mentally physically everything so we need to be super careful that we are are keeping that stuff away from our dogs another one that i think has been preached over and over and over but people don't quite understand why is chocolate you know for a long time and growing up at least for me because i grew up in a dog house it was always like you don't give dogs chocolate it can be bad for them and it absolutely can be toxic to them um Chocolate contains a lethal component called theobromine. 
And the darker your chocolate is, the more theobromine it contains. So your real dark chocolates are going to be worse for the dog. Now, that's not saying milk chocolate's fine, but because it still has some. But your dark, dark chocolates um, are going to be the ones that are really, they can be very toxic. And also think about if you have any sort of chocolate, um, it can contain, it also contains, I should say, uh, caffeine. And then some of your sugar-free chocolates will contain a chemical called xylitol. And this is a, xylitol will be something we will bring up a little bit later, um, uh, just on another thing. But xylitol can be a liver killer. For sure. And so we need to make sure whatever our dog gets, we're knowing what's in it ingredient wise. Because if it contains xylitol, whether it's chocolate or anything else, if it contains xylitol, we need to avoid it 100%. Uh, Grapes and raisins is again another one. Now, this is something I always knew, but talking with clients, it always seemed to be sort of a surprise to them that they're like, oh my God, I don't realize I can't give my dog grapes and raisins. And this is something that we need to be super careful about because, A, how many times, if you have kids, do you give your kids grapes or raisins, and how many times do they end up on the floor? They roll off their, their, their high chair, they roll off the table, they fall on the floor, and suddenly now you're dealing with with that, and then your dog tries to eat it or does eat it. They're not exactly sure. People aren't exactly sure why grapes or raisins are so dangerous, but the fruits can actually cause kidney failure in dogs, and I don't think it takes much to do it. A few bites are enough to cause big problems with some dogs. Now, other dogs have a great tolerance of it. Now, I'm not saying, oh, well, and I could test it and give my dog stuff. Absolutely 100% avoid grapes and raisins. Um, Symptoms of of raisin or grape poisoning can be vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite, changes in the amount of urine passed because it's wrecking their kidneys um, or not passing any urine at all, which is a terrible, terrible sign. But that's just something to sort of keep in mind. Like, if you go on picnics with your dog, you take your dog to family outings and things like that. Raisins, grapes, grapes are in fruit trays all the time. So really make sure. This is why supervision is so important with your dog, especially young dogs, but any dog. Be really mindful about what is there for food and what is going to possibly be something bad for them. Uh, Another one that's pretty obvious, I think, are mushrooms. So... Where we live, we get a lot of mushrooms in the summer and fall that pop up in our yard. So we just keep picking them up. And thankfully, our dog just knows not to eat them because they're not appetizing to him. But uh, mushrooms contain a variety of toxins that can cause kidney failure, liver failure, vomiting, diarrhea, hallucinations, there we go, and damage to red blood cells. So we want to be extremely careful. And because mushrooms, especially ones out in your yard are sometimes difficult to identify because they're lookalikes and everything else, it's best to just not let them eat any. Um, There are mushrooms that are good for dogs. I'm going to let you do your own research on that. I'm not going to say specific ones because there are some that are in uh, debate, I guess you could say. Very similar to like we feed raw. So raw food obviously is always like don't give your dog raw food. We say we can give our dog raw food. There are mushrooms that are in debate. You can do your research and make your decisions on if you want to allow your dogs to eat those in moderation, but most of your mushrooms you're going to find in your yard are something you're not going to want to give your dog because it's going to, at the very least, give them an upset stomach that is probably going to wake you up in the middle of the night where either your dog is crying because they got to go out or you wake up because you smell something funky in your house. So really be cautious of that. Another one that kind of surprised me, I guess, just because it's not something I think about, is nutmeg and cinnamon. 
right? Two basic spices that are we find a lot in things. But dogs should not be fed any foods that contain nutmeg. Uh, the spice, ha- uh, just like with mushrooms, this spice can be a hallucinant, hallucinant, cause hallucinations and severe vomiting. Uh, so even if your dog is begging for for something you have, if it has nutmeg or cinnamon in it, you should definitely be uh, avoiding it. Uh, there's a compound in nutmeg. It affects are strong when it's eaten in high dosage, um, or obviously if the dog is small, it won't take as much. But if your dog gets into any amount of nutmeg, call the vet uh, for guidance for sure. Cinnamon should also be avoided more because it's an irritant um, and sometimes can lead to low blood sugar, which can have serious health effects you know, on your dog. So it's just about being really careful. This is why one of the foods, spoiler, one of the foods that you can eat is, or your dog can eat, is canned pumpkin. But this is canned pure pumpkin. You don't want to get pumpkin pie filling because that's going to contain cinnamon, that's going to contain nutmeg, things that are not going to be good, as we just talked about. So really be aware when you're giving your dog pumpkin that it's just pure pumpkin, not pumpkin pie filling. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and sadly, sadly, I feel bad for dogs because they can't experience the joy of it, and maybe they wouldn't want to anyway. Spicy foods. You want to keep your dog uh, away from spicy foods. Hot, hot, spicy food can cause vomiting, stomach ulcers, or diarrhea. Well, humans too, I guess, with that, um, which can be painful to both your dog and you because, again, waking up at night, the smell, the dealing with the cleaning kennels, or if you don't kennel your dog, which I definitely recommend you do, Cleaning your carpet when your dog explodes everywhere. Nah, no, no thanks, no thanks. And another one then is uh, sugar-free gum and candy. Now, I don't know a lot of people who are just giving their dogs sugar-free gum and candy or just giving their dogs gum and candy in general. But what tends to happen with this is getting into like a purse or getting into someone's bag, Right. That is where your dog's going to consume these things. So keeping these things out of reach, keeping your purse put away or keeping your bag hung up or put away, whatever, is going to be really important. The biggest thing when it comes to uh, sugar-free gum and candy is that a sweetener in it is called xylitol. I talked about it a little bit ago, but it can cause a rapid drop in blood sugar that can lead to weakness and even seizures. Uh, It's terrible on their liver. And so we need to make sure we're very, very careful. Um, the amino xylitol in just five pieces of gum has a potential to kill a 65-pound dog. And I know this by experience. We had a client, and I think I've talked about this in a podcast a long time ago. We had a client whose dog was set to come to us, and the dog got into a big pack of gum sugar-free gum and suddenly the dog was lethargic the dog was 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 uh i think he was possibly just really like his energy dropped he may have been vomiting i'm not 100 percent sure they brought him into the vet and they found out because they saw that he ate this gum and his liver was tanking and so they had to put him on these meds they gave him a 50 50 chance to survive um he was able to come and stay with us just because of the way we were set up and we were able to take care of him while they were on their trip and just giving him medication. But there was a moment there where he had a 50-50% chance of survival. And that's terrifying. All because your dog got into your purse or got into to her purse and got a pack of gum out of that. 
It's crazy, but xylitol is that bad. And when it comes to xylitol, be super aware. Anytime you're giving your dog any sort of food that's mixed, check the ingredients to make sure this stuff isn't stuck in there. There are a few brands, and I don't know them um, specifically, but there are some types of like peanut butter that has xylitol in it. And peanut butter is something that dogs can have. But if they're throwing xylitol in it because they're trying to lower sugar content or trying to add sweetness without adding the the unhealthiness of it, I guess, they are putting our dogs at risk. Which, I mean, it's people food, so like, fine, whatever. We need to do our due diligence and really read over these things. Uh, A couple more here, and then we're going to move on to some better news. Uh, Tobacco, obviously. Let's not have our dogs eating chew, you know, or, or chewing on your cigarettes or doing whatever. Let's just avoid that for obvious, obvious, obvious reasons. Uh, and then lastly, yeast and raw dough, uh, they're unsafe for dogs for several, <clears throat> several reasons. Raw dough can expand in your dog's stomach. So if your dog eats a piece of pizza dough or something like that, or bread dough, um, it can expand in their stomach and cause severe pain and even potential life-threatening, uh, torsions or ruptures in, in the stomach itself. So it's just nasty. And on top of that, yeast and sugars and raw in raw dough can ferment leading to alcohol toxicity of all things. And that can quickly become fatal and require immediate medical intervention for them to survive. So even just processed dough itself, the yeastiness of it, everything about it, it's not a good food for your dog. So as tempting as it is, let's not share our sandwiches with our dogs. You can share maybe the contents of your sandwich if there's a piece of turkey or something in there, but let's not give them the bread. All right, so now let's talk about just a handful of foods here that our dogs can and possibly should be eating. Um, Apples, oranges, and bananas. These are all great foods for your dogs, although you're going to be avoiding the seeds like we talked about before um, because they're obviously toxic. But apples, the benefits that apples and, and oranges and bananas have for us, they also have for dogs. Potassium, vitamins, everything. Um... Oranges are safe if they're fed in small amounts. I'm not going to give my dog an entire orange. And um, obviously, with, with in my opinion, with bananas and with uh, oranges, I'm going to peel them. They don't need to eat the peel. Um, but if your dog has a little fresh breath, that's not so bad. One that we personally like to give our dogs a lot are blueberries, but blueberries and blackberries. They're anti- they have antioxidants in them, fiber. Uh, they've got vitamin C. They're really good for your dog. So, like, even I don't even know if it's on this list, but like, I don't think it is. But raspberries and stuff as well. We will go out and, like, at home, we'll, we'll eat blueberries. We'll give our dog some. We'll eat some raspberries. We'll pick raspberries from our bushes at home. I'll give my dog a little bit of it. Um, even with some of, like, the pears and stuff, I'll take a bite and I'll give it to my dog, not giving them the pit, obviously. But, like, really, those type of things are very healthy for the dog. Uh, also thinking about like cantaloupe, mango, peaches, pears, pineapples, and a little bit of watermelon. I would say minus the seeds, of course. Um, uh, mangoes, peaches, pears, and pineapples are are also they're, they're safe as long as it's in moderation. And I would honestly say that most of this food is <clears throat> in moderation. If we eat too many blueberries, if we eat too many mangoes, we're going to potentially get ourselves sick as well. So it's not any different, I don't think, than than it is with dogs. Maybe the amount is different. But don't be like giving your dog an entire cantaloupe and saying, here you go, buddy, have at it. You know, give them maybe a little piece of it or something as a training treat or something fun for them to experiment with. Um, But really be 
be careful. Carrots and cucumbers, those are also good for your dogs. Um, so our dog, cucumbers with our dog is a love-hate. He'll eat them sometimes if we can talk him into it. Otherwise, he doesn't want them. Carrots, he loves. Carrots are good. Again, vi- the vitamins that come out of carrots and cucumbers are going to be good for your dogs. Um, cheese. Cheese is something your dog can have some of, but you want to make sure you're doing it in moderation. Like, I'm not gonna, cheese can have a lot of fat in it. So the last thing we want is just to pump our dog full of fatty food. So making sure that you know that you're giving to them that stuff in moderation, and that you're giving them cheese that is like pure cheese, not like jalapeno jack cheese or ghost pepper cheese. You know that type of stuff. For one, I'm not going to waste that on my dog because I would enjoy it, and my dog wouldn't. Um, but sometimes people like to use cheese as a treat filler. You know, stick it in a little piece of cheese, give it to your dog. That stuff is fine as long as the cheese and the ingredients in the cheese are nothing that we've talked about already. Uh, Peanut butter, uh, peanuts, and things like that, good for your dog. High in protein, good, you know, as long as it doesn't contain xylitol, good to go. Um, I'll go through this list a little faster here. Green beans, now personally, I really liked going out in my garden. Not so much with our current dog, but we had a basset hound that used to just sit outside the garden and wait for me to pull something out to give to him and he absolutely loved the green beans so um whether it's raw or steamed i liked raw for them just because i'm in the whole like well it's I, I like giving my dog raw food you know and not have it be cooked or anything unless it needs to in order to be healthy green beans are not one of them um green beans can either be cooked or raw though and um you don't want to be adding anything like salt or anything because dogs don't need that extra salt um but yeah, so that stuff's good for him. And then lastly, <clears throat> some of your meats, your shrimp, fish, turkey, things like that, as long as as long as you're not giving them too much fat in it. So I don't like to give a bunch of cooked uh, like turkey skin and things like that. I want to make sure that it's all you know prepared correctly, not full of spices or anything like that. Those there's those are definitely healthy things. I'll end with this. So this is the list. We've gone through it all. Obviously, there's so many more. I didn't even touch on things like yogurt and things that you can add to your dog's food to help strengthen their gut. Um, There's a lot of things in addition to this, and I definitely recommend doing your research and really getting a list of things your dog would like that are people food. Now, one of the things that people sort of fight back with me on when I talk about this is not wanting to give their dogs people food because they don't want their dogs to develop begging. Well, if I don't give my dog people food ever, they'll never beg. I don't think that's necessarily true, though. I think a dog is probably going to beg regardless. So I, I think if a dog says, hey, that smells tempting to me. I don't even know what it is, but that smells tempting. They're going to sit next to you and go, could I try some, please? Hopefully they say please. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's something they've experienced or not. They're going to be interested if it smells correctly. It smells good. But I think if you're sticking with just dog food and you're sticking with just dog treats, your dog is missing out on a big, awesome life of trying really cool foods that are going to be super beneficial for them, like blueberries, like I talked about with the antioxidants and stuff. Think of it more like this. Instead of giving your dog food from their from your plate, which is really what's going to develop the begging habits is in general, is if you're giving it to them in the situation of I'm sitting on the couch eating this, oh, here, have some. Or I'm sitting at the table eating, okay, here, have some. But if you're giving your dogs these foods, like mixing it into their kibble or their dog food, or if you're using it as a training treat, those are really great ways to, to put 
really good quality foods in your dog's diet. You know, or if you could be like, hey, you want a treat and you could walk over and cut a piece of cucumber and give it to your dog. These are things you can do to help minimize your dog thinking it's okay to beg while you're sitting at your table trying to enjoy your dinner. So don't think of people food as a as a complete off limits. If you do, I recommend reconsidering because the benefits greatly, greatly outweigh the risk of your dog begging for food. Um, but guys, that is going to be it for this week. Hopefully this was helpful for you. Again, as we get into 2024, uh, diets are changing. People are wanting to better themselves. And that's awesome. We should also be thinking about that same stuff for our dogs. So improving our dog's training, improving our dog's health, everything like that. So if you want more information on a way you can improve your dog's training, check out our course, Welcome Home, at our at our website, which is ondogtrainingacademy.com. Right there, you'll be able to see the course itself. You'll also be able to check out some a free webinar that kind of will give you some, I think, give you a good boost in your training as we head into the new year. Uh, new year, new you, right? Well, let's have it be new year, new pup, new year, new dog. I don't know, whatever. You guys know what I'm getting at. So check out our website on dogtrainingacademy.com for more information. But guys, thank you again for listening to this. If you found this helpful, definitely make sure you review uh, or give us a, a rating on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you are, are ranking us because or giving us a review because that's going to help spread the word. And that's really what we're trying to do here. We want to spread all this information that we have to more people to help people out because that in the end, we all just want really good dogs. We don't like seeing shelters filled up. We don't like seeing dogs get euthanized for stupid reasons we, that, that are preventable. We want to make sure that everybody has the chance to have just these awesome dogs. So guys, thanks so much for listening. And of course, like always, we'll see you next time. Good dog.